0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Sketch Watch Play. My name is John Fleury. I am uh, Mark Gonzalez. And we have a first-time guest, Uh, though if you're familiar with some of our other guests, you may have heard him before. Um, Mark is a longtime co-host of our friend podcast, Generation Animation, which if you've heard any of the episodes with uh, Felipe Diaz-Vera or Tyler Molitorno guest-starring, uh, that is their main podcast they're from and how i met them in the first place there are three additional co-hosts who i'd like to get on at some point and mark is the first of those three to make it um so mark tell us a little bit about the show and about like yourself and your like interests in projects for those who aren't aware
1: well i mean generation animation is basically an animation podcast i'm pretty sure there's nothing i could say about it that felipe and tyler haven't already said that's true but then we might have people who hadn't who hadn't uh listen to their that's, episodes that's true that's true um but generally we cover something different every week uh each of us picks something and then we tend and then we, we get together we watch it Well, we don't get together we're all in different places but sky- we all uh we get together and talk about the show that we just watched uh, oh, we agree. just did we just recorded uh, dragon ball super hmm. so that one should be going up i think today possibly well, by the time uh, this,
0: epi- this episode comes out, it'll have been out for a while. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time this episode comes out, it'll, it'll have been out. That's go back the, and listen uh, to that one. Yeah, go back and listen to that. Uh, <laughs> back to the present. Uh, so, so that one should be up by the time this comes out. Uh, and we, we just cover something different every time. Each of us tends to pick something out, and then we have something called the, uh, the list and the wheel, which is uh, where we pick from the list. We basically randomize a number and uh, the list by the way is uh is a request it's it's a request list. Anytime yeah, we submitted. get a request. Yeah, anytime we get a fan fan request to do something, it goes on a list. The list is a Mount Everest of show hundreds shows. of
0: things on. It's insane.
1: It goes up to the moon, I swear. Um we joke that we're never gonna finish it. We did a whole year recently of just doing the list and Yeah, I
0: think was we, it this year?
1: Yeah, it was last year, and we didn't even put a dent in it. It's just so...
0: I think Tyler or someone said once, you could do devote every episode to it forever, and I think you could all die, and you still wouldn't have done all of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's impressive. That's, that's how much is on there.
0: It can sometimes give you some really good stuff and some really bad stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. We, we've we we've pulled out some trash, but sometimes uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Absolutely. Um, so there are plenty that's, of episodes
0: uh, where you guys are split on your opinions on things.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and there's also episodes where, like, we generally agree and we just kind of, like, lose it. Last Unicorn is one of my favorite episodes. If you've never heard the podcast, that's the one I'd say to listen to.
0: Oh, I actually haven't listened to that one in a while, but I remember it being a fun one.
1: Yeah, we just kind of, I I don't know what happened there. We just kind of (laughs) didn't care. uh, Oh, it's a
0: very tangent-heavy show. Um, You you find something to latch onto, you make some very funny conversations out of them.
1: Yeah, uh, Tyler – I love Tyler, but the uh, the last one we did, he, he went into wrestling a little too much. Uh, we always well, joke about how we go into wrestling
0: well, way too often. Well, because most of you guys originally came from a wrestling podcast.
1: Well, they did. I didn't. Um, okay. But are, you, I've are you a wrestling th- fan at all? I am a huge oh. wrestling fan, actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, not so much WWE, but, but a lot of uh, the New Japan stuff and whatnot mm. – uh, but I actually did not come from RBR. I was – so my story on, on Gen M is actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. go and tell um, it for people who don't know. So when Felipe was setting up the, the whole podcast with uh, Dave, he had two potential um, – He had two potential lists of co-hosts, right? Yeah. One of them was uh, someone uh, so- someone I was friends with and uh, and me. And then there was Dave and Felipe. The other one was Tyler and Bianca. Right. Who did did
0: end up on there from the first episode. Yeah,
1: and they were were on that board, and they were part of that community. So each of us did a different test thing, and they got picked. Uh, So I was obviously not picked, and, you know, it was fine. uh, Because it was like, oh, I'll try it out, you know, whatever. Uh, Fast forward, I think, to year three. Felipe has me on for... No, not even year three, like the end of year two. Felipe has me on for, I think, Space Dandy and Powerpuff Girls, uh, the special. The Dance Pants, that CG special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, CG the Ringo Star part. one. Yeah, he has me on for that. He has me on for Space Dandy. Uh, eventually, he just he, he has me on for um, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess I did a really good job because I worked my way up and uh, they decided you know why don't we have at first i was going to be the oh whenever say yeah. you know like someone's off why don't we just have you be on yeah you know? i think you
0: were that at first
1: i was and then uh some people had to take hiatuses uh be- Bianca. Bianca. she yeah
0: she had some new like it was like a new some new uh job conditions and such and just became super busy but she still comes back occasionally
1: yeah she did she will she will um i actually met her recently in person
0: oh yeah she's, she's did she move yet
1: I don't know. But I met her and her boyfriend and along along with some other Internet friends I have from Twitter that's who cool. I, I was shocked that they even knew Bianca or Bianca was part of that circle because that's a very, very different circle uh, <laughs> than I would expect her to be a part of. But, but mm-hmm. it was really cool. But yeah. um,
0: well, it's funny that she was she also originally was part of the wrestling circle, but she flat out like fell out of wrestling.
1: Yeah, she's it, completely gone. It took me a uh, long
0: time to figure out that's how you guys met her because like she doesn't like wrestling. How'd you meet her? Oh, oh I,
1: I met her through the podcast. Like, right, like, right. That's the right. thing I was never an RBR guy. Yeah, uh, I've never listened to it because I don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, I, I was never an RBR guy. I didn't listen to it. Even the I've known Felipe since high school. I never listened to RBR. I had yeah. Like, by the way, if you do like wrestling, uh, WWE in particular, listen to RBR. It's on. It's yeah. a uh,
0: wrestling-centric podcast on the same network as Generation Animation.
1: I if uh, no I, I recommend it if if I liked WWE more than I did I'd probably listen to it but mm-hmm. I I don't so I don't. Um, right. And um out, uh, but so it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, both both I I I trust that RPR is good and I I I've said many times I enjoy Generation animation. So what are some things you do uh
1: outside of the podcast cuz you were bringing up some of them to me earlier? Um well, recently as of last summer, I've gotten into competitive Tekken. And as a as a side effect of that, I've started helping host uh, tournaments down here in Miami uh, with some friends, and I've been helping like get people, you know, for lack of a better term, get get them good at Tekken. Uh, I, you know, like I, I've been trying to like get the game to grow down here because a fighting game is only as um a fighting game only does as well competitively if people are willing to go to tournaments and people are willing to play and, and try to get better, right? Right. It's all about having an audience. Uh, it's all about having well, not so much the audience because there's always going to be people who watch, but it's more about having the numbers. You have to be people who are willing to pay their money, mm. play in tournaments, and be willing to lose, or and if they do lose, be willing to get better. Because you know what what happens is you have guys. Oh, I'll go to a tournament. I think I'm hot shit, and then, uh, and then they lose, but then they don't they don't have that drive to get better, and they don't want to you know learn the h- how to do certain things from other people. But generally, Tekken's a pretty good community down here, and I keep I keep trying to grow it. And do you do multiple Tekken titles for these tournaments? Because there's a lot of them. Titles? Like, are you strictly
0: doing seven right now, or do you do some? Do you incorporate some of the old ones too?
1: Oh, we're. I mean, whatever the newest game is is generally how it works. Okay, so um, seven. Well, I I know Street Fighter Five is not is not too popular with a lot of people, but no, no one's really playing Street Fighter Four. Like I'm playing Street I play Street Fighter 5 I just got back into it after taking a break for it to get into Tekken
0: well yeah I know people were saying it's fundamentally good but you, it was just a dearth of content
1: oh i I actually loved season one but I played uh Nash uh, mm-hmm. and then they they didn't just nerf the character they kind of just changed the way he played and oh. I needed to take a long break and now I'm playing Ed who is a lot. Conceptually, is a lot like how I played Nash, That's... Uh, or at least I can play him that way. <laughs> the
0: comparison I can make to myself is that one of my mains in Overwatch is Mercy, and they fundamentally
1: changed her abilities late- recently, and I'm still getting used to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's 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 not just an ability thing. It's like um, it's his
0: how approach, they control?
1: not his control. It's his approach. All of his moves are the same, but they he he, he can't do what he used to do. Hmm. It would be like if it would be like if say. Um, say if tracer got even lower health for example ooh she's already fragile <laughs> yeah yeah she's already fragile um and and they kind of or not even that say they say they lowered the damage on her guns that wouldn't be good no exactly uh so they it, it, and and it would kind of change the whole way you would play that character because you'd play the character way more defensively and way yeah. more safely if you were playing that <laughs> and you character.
0: already have to with her current health so yeah that would
1: Yeah they they did the reverse to Nash where he has to play aggressively mm-hmm. when he used to be kind of a control character. Right. But um so he he's forced to get in and just be aggressive and that's not how I play fighting games.
0: That is annoying. But uh getting back to Tekken, um have you have you been enjoying 7? I haven't played it myself.
1: I think 7 is the best fighting game I've played in the last uh probably the last half decade. Uh right. I would love for more people to get into it. I I think this is the first time in a long time that people are excited to watch Tekken because it generally comes out and it falls out the wayside. The game looks phenomenal. The game plays phenomenal. Uh, This is the first fighting game I've ever played, actually, where I have, like, five characters that I use.
0: Oh, how many do you usually have?
1: One or two. Oh, wow. I I usually, like, Street Fighter, for example, I played Nash, and I played a little bit of Vega. But not like a good enough Vega. But now, it, like they they nerf Nash, so I play Ed, and I just stick with Ed, yeah. right? Yeah, Guilty, Gear, Go yeah, Guilty Gear, yeah. Guilty Gear. I'm playing Guilty Gear again. I'm just getting back into it after taking a long break. Um, I'm I'm just learning Raven, mm-hmm. uh, the dude with the nails and whatnot. He looks really cool. And I not used to Raven play Leo. Tekken.
0: Huh? Not Raven from Tekken.
1: No, no, not he's he's gone. He's been replaced by his oh. boss. Uh Master Raven who looks like Beyonce if she was a ninja. So no more Wesley Snipes. Maybe he'll be back. You don't know. <laughs> they no, could we don't release know. him. They could release him as a as a skin. I was you sad when know. I learned
0: they took out uh Chris Christie.
1: Christy Montero? Yeah. Yeah, but they brought back Eddie, so it's it's always oh, one right. or the other. Yeah,
0: better than not having it's, either of them.
1: Yeah, it's always one or the other. Uh and I think Christy was in the last one, so yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the first one in a while where they admitted her.
1: My my favorite character in Tekken got taken out, so I had to learn new characters. That's oh, then. so who was your favorite before? Anna, Anna Williams. Um, but huh. she's not in this one, sadly. Is Nina. Yeah, but she does. Okay, people always tell me, why don't you just play Nina? They are not the same character.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think like in the first game they were like a palette swap, but they got yeah they were different they were palette time. swap
1: they were palette swap in Tekken one, uh, and then Tekken two they had their differences and. In- uh, Nina and Anna just became two distinct separate characters oh that's like weird. It, Anna's more of a stance character Nina's just get in your face and be really sticky and annoying
0: now in a bridal dress as well
1: yeah I mean it, it, a good Nina is a good a good Nina is really fucking scary but I, that's not my character and it's never going to be um, Side so note: no, no, I, I
0: just, I just unlocked. Um, I haven't brought up how on the podcast, but I love Mario Odyssey, and I just unlocked the wedding
1: outfit for Mario, so he can run around oh, in a bridal wait. dress. You, you're walking around in a dress. He's very pretty. That's the only way to be. Now you got to put the sombrero on him. No, I like the veil better. Oh, I would put this right <laughs> with the wedding dress. That would I could try be that. Like... But um, you know, funny enough, uh, the new Tekken has uh, customizable characters.
0: Oh yeah, I think they've done that for a little for a little while.
1: They they're doing it here now too so you can make your character look really cool or you can make him look like an abomination.
0: Or or just straight up funny. Yeah, no that's a, what I'm saying just a make funny him look abomination.
1: like abomination. Yeah, just like an abomination. You can put like a deer head on Brian Fury. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, can you put different animal heads on King?
1: Uh yeah, actually. He has different uh, he has some different like special costumes. Like he has a cartoony wolf head. <laughs> uh, so you can give him like a big bad wolf costume. I've always like
0: the fact that he looks like he's perpetually
1: screaming. Yeah, it's <gasps> it's great. Uh, Felipe actually plays king, and uh, he's been playing king since Tekken three.
0: Wow, and yeah. he's still in seven, right? So yeah,
1: kings kings never going away. Yes. He's, he's, every Tekken game's going to have some. There's version. some that always
0: have to stick around, and I feel like kings one of those. Um, and so, so, so obviously, you've been joined these tournaments. Where can people learn more about these, and also where can they find
1: you on places like social media? Well, generally, uh, well, social media. I'll get that out of the way next. Let me talk about the tournaments first. Uh, Generally, I host tournaments at an arcade down here called Arcade Odyssey. Uh, It's going to be every other Tuesday. So not this Tuesday. but This is in Miami, correct? Yeah, this is in Miami. This is a local uh, South Florida Tekken. So it's it's every other Tuesday. So last Tuesday we did Tekken. This Tuesday will be, I think, Injustice 2. And I might help run that, but I don't play that game. It is fun to watch, though.
0: I do love Injustice too. I don't play many fighters, and I feel like the Nether games are a little more simplified.
1: Yeah, um, they have they do they get a lot of good numbers because they're very easy for people to get into, and, yeah. and generally you you kind of just dial the combo. Um, yeah, I, have I, nothing I, against that. I, I I can't enjoy a fighting game those games
0: that are therapy. more about timing than the whole combo aspects. I'm just not good at that. That's also why I like Smash Brothers, which is technically a fighting game, but it's its own kind. Like it's I not, I love it.
1: Smash too. Yeah, um, and I've I've had yeah. multiple
0: mains in that um well i think in the first one i had like two but it's Have you it's played the new one? Oh yeah, I, I i have all of them. Who
1: do you, who do you use in the
0: new one? Um Captain Falcon and Link have always been mains uh overtime DK and Bowser i like a lot of the heavies so i've also in the new one going to like DDD and Charizard and Pac-Man um some of the other sword guys like Roy is a favorite and uh a random one but i like the me brawler of those oh. three I see. Um,
1: you play a bunch of characters. Yeah, uh,
0: and oh, now that you can um, manually select her, I love Zero Suit Samus. Oh, there you go. Never was big on the regular Samus.
1: They nerfed the, her. A little, they nerfed her a bit, though. She doesn't have the instant kill combo. She
0: still clicks with me better than regular Samus does.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. No, for me, it's just um, I. Well, I, I love the Earthbound characters. Uh, oh, yeah, I am not 3. good with them. Mother Three is one of my favorite games ever. So I just don't need to play it. Uh, w- w- no one can. You have to emulate it. I, I, I'm no. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I just need to sit down and play it. But um, I played
0: who, it. I, I straight up played it on my phone. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Nintendo's not doing anything with it. So, uh, what do do you have any other mains?
1: Um, in Smash, I actually play Lucina and Corrin. Oh yeah, I do like them too, actually. Yeah, I I, I, I occasionally I'll whip out Marth if I feel like I can get the tip. hmm I'm uh, not Roy myself. <laughs> no, I, 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 I used to play Roy back in the day when I was young. Uh, but no, for me, I, Lucina's probably my favorite character to use. And then I, I really love playing as Corrin. I love the pin mechanic. Yeah, Corrin's kind of, sort of like Just sort of drifting around the stage.
0: <laughs> yeah, Corrin and Robin are like the odd men out in terms of their moveset uh, as Fire Emblem guys yeah. go. And do you like Fire Emblem yeah. at all itself?
1: I played I played it when it came out here. I haven't played much of the newer games. Uh, my girlfriend's a big fan. Yeah, they're fun. Um... Uh, I'm, more, I'm more of an Advance Wars guy, actually.
0: They need to make a new one of those already. Yeah, games.
1: they it's, they it, need to.
0: It's the same developers. Maybe they've just been caught up with. Fire you know Emblem. what
1: the excuse is for Nintendo? They're they're like, no. oh, we don't know how to do the uh, interaction, the social interaction mechanic in these games. I'm like, okay, well, Wait, don't just in Advance
0: Wars. Yeah, you don't need that. It wasn't exactly about, like the, the difference between Fire Emblem and Advance Wars is that in Fire Emblem every unit is a distinct character, in Advance Wars yeah. they're not.
1: Yeah, you your CO is a character.
0: Yeah, mis misguided reason, same reason why Miyamoto has said we're not doing a new F Zero. We don't know how to change it. We don't I'm know
1: like, how to? No, no, no. We don't know how to advance the story. Nobody
0: story. <laughs> I have GX. GX Nobody is fucking does. amazing.
1: Like, yeah, GX best racing games I've ever played. GX is one of the greatest games ever made.
0: Yeah, and then they just abandoned it.
1: Like I had no GBA game. Like that just makes me so sad.
0: Anyway, well, no, the, the GBA
1: game was good though. Yeah, G- uh, both of them.
0: No, no, they, no. They were, but they just didn't do good enough. That anime was kind of lame, and then they just went, "eh." We don't know what to do it with it, and yeah. just make another one. Anyway,
1: Why um, the hell not? oh, to so, let me finish up. Um, yeah, go ahead. So you can find uh, Tuesday nights, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. You generally at like 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we usually stream the tournaments. That's where you'll find me. If I'm not playing, I'm helping out sometimes. Okay. Uh, Tekken is every other Tuesday, so not this Tuesday. Well, actually, by the when does this come out?
0: Uh, probably in like a week and a half,
1: two weeks. In a week and a half? Okay, maybe so maybe like, this Tuesday. We're recording this on December 10th, so. Yeah, maybe maybe th- this Tuesday after you listen to this, yes. uh, you might actually find me playing and commentating Tekken. And yeah. that's uh, you can just look up Arcade Odyssey on Twitch. Yeah, like tell uh, people
0: social did. media accounts because they can they stay up to date no matter when this comes out.
1: Well, that's where you'll find me on that. So it's Arcade Odyssey on Twitch, and that's generally where you'll find uh, okay. where you'll find us playing Tekken, Street Fighter Five, things like that. To that effect, I know they have Smash Nights, but I'm not uh, aware of which night it is. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dank In Effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you don't follow me, that's fine. I have plenty of Russian porn bots that follow me all the time. <laughs> you too.
0: It's yeah, they,
1: they they love me. Mine I don't know what Russian, it is,
0: but yeah, they do love me.
1: I don't know what it is. They just love following me and uh it is what it is, brother. But yeah, the uh, the Russian porn bots follow me. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter there. Don't expect much. I generally shit post a lot. Uh I mean you look at your username. <laughs> yeah. Thank it effect, effect, baby. Thank it effect, baby. Uh so if you look for me in the fighting game community, uh you'll generally only find me in like the Florida scene. I do go by the name stalker there but uh, so so yeah you'll you'll find me through that and uh that's about all i got i don't have a deviant art i do oh should we talk about that comic i think i know
0: which one you're talking about yeah of course the uh i will survive zootopia comic
1: yeah apparently that guy is nuts (laughs) surprise surprise Surprise! Surprise! I actually the found build. out about it through the uh... shakes. Yeah, okay. I do want to tell you,
0: mentioned bring up. I found out about this thing through the Generation Animation Discord, which I think is open to join. So look that up. Uh, somebody posted they made an edit of that Control Alt Delete loss comic that's infamous, but replaced the characters with Nick and Judy. And oh, that's wonderful! And It took me a second. Because, uh, I sent it to Chris because Utopia is one of his favorite movies ever and he would find like yeah I can't believe how bad that comic is and I was like he talking about wait a minute why is this Zootopia I didn't I stop to think about why they were doing it and I googled it and uh, I actually if you look up on my Twitter and Tumblr um, on Sketchwatch Play Twitter and Tumblr at Sketchwatch Play there, we don't, it, it doesn't have Tumblr while reading it I did live Facebook messages t- to
1: Chris because I couldn't believe what I was seeing um it's it's um it's insane you know it's the you know, the crazy part is the art isn't bad.
0: The art's really good. And that's yeah, in a way that then, makes it more
1: off-putting. Yeah, that's the thing. You would expect something that fucking crazy. To look like shit. Yeah, uh, so... Uh, Though they do seem to have a, uh, an uh,
0: obsession with doing shots that are zoomed in on Judy's pelvis.
1: Well, you know, you gotta... You gotta you <laughs> Judy has a <laughs> the, following. Have you seen the guy's page?
0: I I saw some other art that he did. It was like the the
1: questionable art, or the yes, um...
0: there was one of Judy breastfeeding like eight six kids. Oh Um, no, there's
1: way worse stuff he's done than that. I, Uh, well, no, I have not seen the worse than that. Oh boy. Okay, well, apparently the guy's like uh, pretty homophobic. Oh. So he's drawn some stuff of like. I mean, there's no good way to put this. It's like lesbians raping other women, oh and God. Stuff, and it's yeah, it's not it's that's, not pretty. That's not
0: as funny as this comic
1: yeah Dude, <laughs> abortion not... isn't funny either but
0: this comic is so insane and no so... but
1: that's the thing is like when you read about it it's like wait this is a fucking Zootopia comic yeah. about abortion yeah. like it's like the room it's like how can you not laugh you know
0: yeah and well what made me laugh the most is how tone deaf it gets at the end because it's called I will survive and like the, the basic plot is Nick and Judy are together, which is common fan pairing that actually I support. Um, turns out she's pregnant, but she tells Nick she wants to get a board because she doesn't know what the baby will be like, and she's worried about her career. And when she refuses to keep it, Nick walks out on, on her and leaves. And the closing line is her going, Nick, you walk out that door and don't come back here anymore. And I realize she's quoting the Gloria Gaynor song. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Yeah, and, she sure is.
1: Uh, it is a fucking surreal scenario there. It's very um, surreal. But here's the thing: it it's given us so many reaction images.
0: Oh my god, the fan edits are great.
1: My favorite is the Arby's one.
0: Yes, yes, they entered an argument about where to eat, and Nick's
1: parting words: "Like I feel like going to Arby's." What something. if your mom ate McDonald's the whole time she was pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Arby's. No one man should eat this much Arby's. You're some kind of abomination. Yeah, th- because there are panels are like like, like an like, uh, action manga
0: where like dude gets a shocked face and then like slashes Nick's face. I think so- I saw somebody put like Fist of the North Star dialogue in there or something. Oh or, yeah, or JoJo's yeah, uh, dialogue.
1: There's a oh. bunch of that stuff. There's one of. Uh, there's one of Shaggy. <laughs> so there's like anime Shaggy now as a meme, right? <laughs> okay. There's one of Shaggy punching Nick and. <laughs> Doing the plus ultra from My Hero Academia. What? It's, oh my god, it's beautiful. It's it, absolutely beautiful.
0: It feels. It also feels kind of what I feel like against the kind of message Zootopia was giving because, um, not so much. You know, I don't think they would have touched on abortion, and that's a touchy subject that I I can understand either view on, and I don't want to argue about that. But I feel like even though they didn't show in Zootopia like different species couples. Just because I wouldn't read questions, the fact that like Judy was like, I don't know what the baby would be like. I think there would probably be research and history of that kind of thing, Judy. Like just because it, that's like saying that's like saying in the modern day, I don't know what will happen if a white person and a black person have a baby. Will it be normal? It's hey, like
1: hey, I mean, I mean, it, I I get what you're saying, but they're not like the same species. They're literally like yeah. I just you know? I kind it's of it's funny. Because, there's um. <laughs> You know that you know that you know that meme where the 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 guys with his girl and he's looking back at the other girl?
0: Oh, I saw one with this comic and it was of yeah, Nick was looking the at the, the nightmare baby that she imagined.
1: Oh <laughs> I man. It. No, it's like it, it's hard to agree with the I, I don't want to get into abortion thing but it's like cuz she the first yeah, thing no, she I'm... says is I don't know if I could like actually have physically, that baby Physically yeah. and I'm like, "Well, that's a good point." Yeah. Some women die. Uh, yeah. But then, like, Chris
0: was mad that she got to the point about that she was just talking about her career and stuff. And Yeah, that was a just, little forced. That's not who Judy was. That uh, was a little forced. Uh, she wasn't a self-serving one. She was doing what she did for the good of the people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was basically it. Um, it was just
0: it, – it's just – I don't know. It's, Ladies and gentlemen, these are the kind of tangents Mr. Mark Gonzalez
1: brings – it's, uh, it's, well, we have to talk about it. We do. It's apparently, amazing. Zootopia, and apparently, the Zootopia fan base is really, uh, insane. Can be really conservative.
0: Huh. That's, okay, that's thought. weird because
1: it's a pretty liberal film with its message. Uh, yeah, it is. That's, it that's is. It's kind of ironic, I feel. A little strange, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Though, actually, this does give us a good tangent into the first of the actual topics we plan to talk. Um, speaking of, Disney and, you know, message-themed uh, topical animated movies. Uh, I know you said you have not seen it, but on opening weekend, I went and saw Coco. Never forget how much your family loves you. It's almost sunrise.
1: One cannot deny who one is meant to be.
0: And, oh. I, I, no, no, heads up, I'm not going to spoil anything past the setup that the trailers have given you. Uh, I figure out how to say what I want to say without... Giving stuff away. Because um, I know you said you want to see it and see if you're the only person. Who I, I
1: do want to see it. It's just, it's the, it, it's in a very long line of films.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Disaster
1: Artist. Uh, oh, I have to see that. Which movie, I actually also you? saw and highly recommend. Even if you don't know anything about The Room, it's a great dramedy. Um, great well, I, piece. It's a film about making films, and I'm I'm yeah. a big file. I also happen to be a big fan of the movie. Which certainly helps. Uh, the movie being The Room. Yes, I, yes, I yes, love yes, The yes, Room. Yes. Yeah, me. Um, uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and Tommy was so supports the whole thing, and he's on Twitter now. Wait, what? Tommy was so's on Twitter. He's Holy promoting. Shit, the I film. am following
0: him. when We are done recording.
1: Yeah, he did. He did a whole little video. He's like, "Hey, everybody, I'm Tommy Wiseau. Uh have a groovy life. Love you." And that's it. That's his video. Welcome to Twitter. Good impression, but not quite as uh. Out oh, of if that. I'm trying, if I'm trying, I can do the, the Yeah, top. yeah.
0: No, Tommy Wiseau, uh, to, there are a few people that fascinate me more than him, and, I'm, and I mean that genuinely because I cannot imagine how his mind works or how he views things or makes things or just, or what his, his drive – actually, no, I think Disaster does show you his drive, and it's a good movie in making you both pity him and get mad at him in other scenes, but it shows he's a flawed but kind of noble-hearted person, and so you can kind of understand why he uh, – Oh, he you know gave a thumbs up to the movie once he saw it, even though James Franco apparently was terrified about that.
1: <laughs> really, he was terrified about Tommy.
0: Well, about Tommy's not liking the movie.
1: Oh wow, really? Because
0: he, he, I think Franco really respects him too. Like he does find him fascinating, and he would have been broken hearted if you know this telling of his story didn't um, please
1: him. And I mean, it, it's it's you know it's like Tommy. Tommy's pretty. He's a pretty cool guy lately. He's he, uh. He, He's he done is. Tim and Eric, you know. He it seemed, he clearly has a sense of humor about the He is. Film.
0: He seems like a, you know, at, at a score, a nice guy. But, like, as this movie shows, and if you've read the book that it's based on, on when it came to make the movie, he could be a monster at points. Like, just yeah. very unreasonable and uncaring and just, you know, that's kind of oblivious to things that you need to do both for the movie's sake and for your cast and crew's sake. And, um. But that's all I'm going to say about Disaster Artist, and I was lucky enough to see it early because it, op- it opened limited near me. Um, but getting back to Coco, which I actually saw both it and Disaster Artist with my brother Patrick. If you go back to our Pokemon and Batman episodes, uh, he's a big cinephile as well. Uh, and uh, I know, Mark, you, you said you, you want to see it, and you were saying you want to see if you're the only person who won't
1: cry at it. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I did not cry. I do not cry <laughs> at movies, John. But, yeah. um But I, 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 you know, because it's the kind of thing where everyone tells you, like, oh, you're going to cry. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It can't be that bad. Yeah, it can. I'm guessing. And I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. But
0: this movie, I was not very sure about it in the months leading up to its release. I remember just the initial pitch and teaser, just they weren't doing for me what I was hoping
1: compared to stuff. Yeah, they didn't really promote the film very much, I noticed.
0: They did, but it just wasn't. It wasn't clicking, and I was like, "I want, I, I absolutely want to support a major film that, like, you know, folks has like this is like because one thing that's great about this is it's genuine promotion and admiration for Mexican culture and and all Hispanic Canada cast, and uh, even some of them even did the Spanish dub because they natively speak it, and uh, from what I can tell, they pain were pain they were painstakingly trying to make sure they gave the appropriate respect and detail to the aspects of the culture that they draw from in terms of Day of the Dead, music. Uh, you know, they make they throw in a lot of uh, Spanish words in the dialogue and don't try and do, like, subtitles and translations. So I appreciate it for for doing that successfully. It, it's already the highest grossing movie of all time in Mexico. That's pretty crazy. But it makes me happy. It makes me very happy, actually. That's pretty um, crazy. Uh, like, this is why I had... took... T- this is—it's kind of a coincidence that Zootopia and uh, Coco came out, and I, I'm, I'm going to t- t- touch on this briefly. Came out in the political climate they did because these things start years in advance into production, but it's kind of a happy coincidence because there's something inspiring about that kind of, in this case, representation, and in Zootopia's case, touching on something of in terms of uh, since it's big, it's a big prejudice, racial metaphor in Zootopia, and this is. This is a love letter to a, to a culture that the president thinks is a bunch of rapists. So yeah, uh, and that's all I'm going to say on that topic because I'm not a politically focused guy. But I'm thankful. I mean, both. you don't have
1: to be to think he's an idiot. Let's, let's
0: oh, the, it's it's far from the only thing. But I'm just that's the best that's the closest comparison you can make with him in this. I'm saying uh, yeah. But also just on its own terms, yeah, I I loved this movie. Um, and I'm always happy when. Like, I did start getting more excited once the reviews popped up and were, you know, the most glowing for a Pixar movie in quite some time. And uh, that, to be fair, the, the reviews for Finding Dory were really glowing too. And I did like that movie a lot, but I didn't love it, especially compared to the first.
1: Even though I cried at Finding Dory, but not Nemo. You know, I've never seen uh, Finding Nemo. Really? Never seen it. Did you see Dory? Uh, I did not see Dory, obviously, okay. cause I didn't see, Watched, I well, didn't watch see them both. Finding Nemo.
0: They're both fine uh, films. Nemo is exquisite.
1: Um, and Dory is, I've heard Dory. I've heard Dory's kind of lackluster In
0: comparison to the first it is But I still think it's that rare kind of sequel Where it's not as good but I still really like it uh, Also it's on Netflix At the time of this recording so you wouldn't have to spend extra to watch it uh, I also touched on my favorite part of it In our emotional moments animation episode There's a, it, I think it has one of my favorite Tearjerker Pixar moments But getting back to Coco um, Now let me just get one thing out of the way Because I know people were talking about this when the movie first announced And that being the comparison to Book of Life
1: um, uh, that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, and now I I want to say I I want to like Book of Life a lot more than I did, especially because it was directed by the creator of El Tigre,
1: which is a great show. Um, <laughs> and it looked wonderful. I, what? no, I was, that's funny that I, I hear. I I've been making El Tigre references when I commentate Tekken, so I just thought it was. Uh,
0: yeah, Perfect. one of the best Nicktoons that nobody caught when it aired, myself yep. included, outside of a few. It's so good, but um, it had it had. Book of Life looked great. It was creative, uh, fast paced, uh, but it's—I just—I its writing did not grab me. I found the plot a little just too, un, like you know, uh, half baked and cliche in some parts, and that was saddened me greatly.
1: Uh, and even though I, there heard are a lot of, bo- I heard a lot of the same, uh, oh, did you see it? Act, I did no, I haven't seen it because everyone tells me it's okay, and I think the other uh, Generation Animation co hosts did genuinely like it a lot, though. They're, it has it has big fans. I know some people liked it, but I've heard it's more of like a you know it's like a seven out of ten kind of thing. Yeah, for it's me, it was a really... six. I just maybe it was less yeah. cliched. It could have been a seven, but I was I was I was let down. This
0: this feels more like what I was hoping it would be, but still it it does take a very different approach in terms of its plot and focus and message and style. Um, other than like you can't really accuse it of ripping off Book of Life when The Day of the Dead is a cultural touchstone. It's been around for. How yeah, it's for, like it's forever. it's like
1: accusing uh it's like accusing, you know, some Christmas movie exactly. of ripping off another Christmas movie. Anything
0: drawing from some specific holiday that's been around for eons. Um and now I, so just to, so I think people generally know the setup of this movie which is, you know, this village boy Miguel wants to play music. His family refuses it because his uh ancestor ran off to play it and never came back and they they have that vendetta. I will say <laughs> I wouldn't have this gripe against the movie itself, but this made me realize that Disney and Pixar have done a lot of movies in the past couple of years that have the setup of parents forbidding something. Uh, I I Uh, wrote a list in tangled. It's angled. No, you can't leave the tower. And frozen. Oh, no, even, we're closing oh, up the you're gates.
1: Further back than that, little Little Mermaid. Yes,
0: and Little Mermaid. Yeah. No, you
1: can't go to the surface.
0: In uh, Lion King. No, you can't go in where the light doesn't touch. In Moana. No, you can't go to the ocean. And technically, it's Utopia. No, you can't be a cop. That one's just a little more muted. Um, yeah. But I. <laughs> I, I, I it, it, it doesn't. It's not that they, they pulled off badly in this movie, but I'm ready for Disney and Pixar to try different setups. Uh, and to be fair, it has a great payoff uh, compared to, especially compared to some of the other movies for that setup. And my other, only other real big complaint in terms of the plot is that the climax it's decent, but I, it felt a little more muted compared to other Pixar and Disney movies, uh, at least in terms of spectacle. Um, it also had a moment that. I can't say what it is without a spoiler, but it's very similar to Apart from the End of Monsters, Inc. and Zootopia. Uh, And that's another thing I'm like – I wish I could say more about it, but it's part of the hugest twist. But anyway, getting into everything else I love about this movie. Now, this is the rare kind of movie that I think I would actually like watching it more a second time because – so once Miguel, you know, he figures out that this, you know, local legend, this uh, guy who went on to be a famous, you know, mariachi guitarist and singer and actor is – is is that ancestor. He tries touching his guitar in this crypt and that curses him. And he finds himself in the land of the dead and has to reunite with his ancestors. The idea is that, and I don't know if this is part of culture, if to get back to land of the living, they have to give him their blessing and he has to follow the conditions they give. And uh, in the process, he meets another, because it's world full of skeletons. He meets one called Hector, who I loved. And Hector is another guy who this, this is another one of the main conflicts is, technically they aren't really immortal there either if people stop remembering you in the living world, you fade and nobody knows where you go, like if you're dead or if you're in another plane of existence and Hector is trying to get He's his he's he's like, hey, you help me. Out. If I if I help you, can you put my photo back and stuff? And so there's kind of that stuff going on. And there's Hector's a wonderful character, and so's Miguel. They don't make him too precocious or too bland. He's just the, he's a regular kid with good intentions who can do some rash stuff. Uh, and I was I was on his side at the beginning of the family too. Like his grandma is a bitch when it comes to like this no music rule. Um, and and when you get to the when you get in the, I loved the opening section of the real world and when you first get to the land of the dead I feel like things slow down a little bit both in terms of plot and like I remember I feel like some of the weaker jokes are in that section too but once Hector enters the picture and you start getting you know his own subplot and you get you also Milo hooks up with his own ancestors and sees and you know eventually meets this the uh, the great grandfather uh celebrity singer and just they're fleshing out this world, and these characters, and these histories, and um, it's it's genuine, well thought out, well paced, funny, emotional. You know, it's everything you want a Pixar movie to have, or a good animated movie in general. And one thing I'll say, and the thing that I'm talking about in terms of liking it more a second time, uh, the bridge between the second and third act throws some big twists at you, and. I, I, obviously I'm not going to say what they are. One of them I was able to guess very early on because I feel like I'd seen other films that did something along those lines and it was actually bugging me because I was just like, get this thing out of the way so we can move on, I'm ready for it. But maybe they knew that some people would guess that because there are additional twists and layers on top of that involving other characters and aspects and stuff, like a lot of different other unrelated, seemingly unrelated parts that put a whole new spin on everything. And... uh really make everything more cohesive and hit hit harder. And uh, also kind of a comparison I'd make in some way. Did you see Kubo and the Two Strings?
1: I did not. That's another movie I need to get to. I know it's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, watch that one. Um, This – I won't say it's quite it's the exact same kind of movie because Kubo, I think, still—I don't know if you were spoiled on it. I'm not going to say anything. That has the boldest last act I can think of in a kids animated movie in the past decade. The boldest or so. last act? you said. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. But I was when something happens.
1: I mean, it's it's like a. Uh, uh, have you seen Paranorman? I've seen all their other movies, but this is this was on another level to me. All and, right, because I know Paranorman's uh, last act was. Yes, quality. Paranorman's oh.
0: twist is is horrifying, but. I can't say what made this one more impactful without literally spoiling the entire movie. So, uh, and But Kubo does something that like really pulls the rug out from under you and sticks with it the rest of the movie. And this, it's something not quite as grim, but also... Oh, no, I remember the thing is, both those movies, you're not aware of the meaning and significance of the title until the last act. Um, And I'm not going to say what he's with Kubo and two strings. Coco, I will say... It's not a spoiler because it's the first five minutes. Coco is the name of... Uh, Miguel's great-grandmother, who is this (laughs) ancient but very friendly-looking, wrinkled old woman who just sits in a wheelchair for the whole movie. And, you know, they touch on her a bit, and um, she's key to the plot in ways that I cannot spoil. And she connects very strongly and is part of what makes it the end work. And uh, so, yeah, people are all saying, like, yeah, you're going to cry at this, and yes – Yes, you will. Uh, If you don't have a heart, maybe you won't. I did not cry. I do not cry at movies, John. But uh, if you connect with any aspect of this plot, and maybe especially with culture as well, maybe that's why Mexico's uh, – it's connected with them. Because I know Mexico does push the importance of family,
1: and this ultimately does as well. well. Generally, any kind of Hispanic culture. Yeah. Yeah. Cuban. South American,
0: Hispanic. Yeah. this this does show the importance of that even through, well I can't say what but um there and it's great it does something great where after the climax you have the big just really tug at your heartstrings moment and I can tell you uh, the moment I started crying I noticed out of the side of my eye Patrick taking off his glasses and wiping his eyes like it got to him at the exact same moment and actually it had also gotten to me um when they finished getting the big twists out of the way earlier and you really realize. How everything connects. Um, though I really was crying more at the end, and then the last scene that you know they do the epilogue thing, and something I did bring up that is really cool. This is technically Pixar's first musical. Oh, really. Now, it is not a musical in the sense that it's a it's a world where characters spontaneously, you know, burst in the pre-written song, but because its main characters revolve around, you know, performing and entertaining. Music, performing. Yes, so you have a lot of parts where these characters are performing on stage and film to a crowd and so you get uh you know a lot of mostly So it's not, it's not
1: a traditional musical.
0: No, it is not, you know, it's still it's not a world where you know those songs just happen on their own and it's a kind of something that couldn't happen in real life. This is like, no, you're watching these characters perform. Like, it's like they're having concerts and stuff. So it's a very clever way of making a musical. And the songs are great. Um, they stick, they... I've, actually, I've, I Actually, I cannot speak because I haven't heard a ton of, of uh, Hispanic music, but most opinions I've heard say it, it does a good job of capturing the essence of those. Um, you know, a lot of the traditional acoustic instruments... Uh, and melodies, and the way the movie ends, again, not giving anything away, but after everything's wrapped up, you get a bunch of visuals set to one last song being sung by Miguel, and both Miguel and Hector and um, the celebrity great-grandfather, I can't remember his name, uh, like Eduardo or something, uh, they all, their actors did their own singing, and Miguel in particular, this kid is a wonderful singer, and uh, so this is one of those movies that the last ten minutes have you just crying from heartache and in the last two minutes I was just crying from joy Like it's a wonderful joyful moving capper on everything and uh, that really helped elevate it so this might be my top five picks it's very possible I'd have to think about it but uh, certainly top ten without a doubt Um, and if not top five it's right at the uh, border for lack of a better term and just other things to touch on, but I'll I'll be quick with it. Uh, something I also appreciate about this is I still think um, my favorite Pixar movie the past couple years is still Inside Out because that had very that had almost nothing I could complain about in terms of predictability and, and jokes and stuff. But this, even though I think Inside Out could still be the most flashy film, this is the most atmospheric Pixar film. I did not actually expect that because um, even though like yeah, you can see in those shots like you get a lot of you know, establishing shots of the land of the dead and this this cool city. But there's stuff you might not have even seen. Those like when I saw it in theaters, I didn't realize you can see hundreds of little vehicles in that establishing shot. And actually, when we showed in theater, they did like a one minute introductory behind the scenes short. Where they talked about they like 10 million polygons or something in that one shot and what a uh, workload it was. But even beyond that, like you spend a lot of it not just in like flashy areas, but like in the streets and alleys and interiors and. You, you get the sense of a lived-in, authentic city, and maybe the, the narrow aspects correspond to, to certain Mexican cities, and I, lo- I really respect it for that. It didn't just try to feel like some outlandish fantasy world, but it also incorporated aspects of our real world since it's technically people you know from the mortal world. Um, so I know you're going to see it, and... I, I Actually, I know even you guys don't do an episode about it. You guys always do an Oscar special, correct? Yeah, we always do. Where you, you each give your thoughts on all the animated films and short films that get nominated and then bet on what will win, which is usually Disney and Pixar, let's be fair. And I, I actually I do want this to win, even though there are some very good – well, I mean, I, I can't say that yet because there are still some others I really want to see. I'm very curious about
1: – have you heard about The Breadwinner? uh no but the, it is it's an Irish... i was gonna say i was gonna say this is wait it, the breadwinner is that by the people who did secret of kells yes and song of the sea yeah, heard, i have heard about it i have heard about it it's like a i was Eastern... gonna say um whenever we do the oscar special the problem is a lot of the animation films uh we some of them aren't out here yeah yeah some so sometimes only one of you can see people. them we always we always end up missing one or two oh. And, uh, it's, it's, I always say it on the episode, but, you know, it's pretty well publicized that the Academy doesn't really care about the animation. Yes. Uh, Award. So generally they'll give it to whatever Disney made.
0: Or Pixar, yeah.
1: Yeah, or Pixar. To to
0: be fair, I think Zootopia was my favorite the last bunch of candidates. I know that's controversial because, uh, I know there was Kubo and some other very good stuff, but, um, I think this is also like the academy might be gravitating towards stuff that is positive reinforcement for like minorities or groups that have had a lot of rough stuff lately in the public eye, um, and I, I I view this as something very encouraging for Hispanic audiences and any kids who want a proper idea of what what Hispanics are. are I feel like Oh, well, Mexican, are, Mexican. You okay, gotta, Mexicans. You're you correct. Specify. I apologize. Um, that,
1: no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's just uh, you know, it, it, but 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 you're not wrong. It's um. It's... I feel like it's a significant movie by accident. Yeah, I don't think they planned it to be coming no, out. They couldn't have. It takes
0: years to make these particular. Things. <laughs> Same with Utopia. <laughs> this... Yeah, I don't but... think
1: Disney's rigging elections here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they ha They're they're about to have enough power to just about like, to buy the nearly Everything. Yeah. Um, well, I think I remember. Why not? <laughs> Here's the thing about that. I was talking about that yesterday when we were recording. Um, so they can buy the movie rights and they can buy uh, the intellectual stuff, right? They can't buy the sports networks and they can't buy the actual network channel, Fox, you know, the, the, oh. on Channel 7. So they can, get, they can get things like FXX, like the cable channels. Yeah. But uh, I'm still the, imagining the Simpsons and Family Guy under Disney and that's weird. That's not going to happen. Oh wait, they're not going to get the. Oh, yeah, they're not. Well, who's going to keep owning the broadcast network then? It's Fox. Fox. Fox legally can't sell the broadcast network because that would mean Disney has two networks on on network. Oh, TV. and that breaks a regulation. Yeah, that breaks a hmm. regulation because then you own two of the channels on the network, right? You can do as much as you want on cable. Right. That's a whole. So that you know. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like you know, you got ABC, ABC Family, things like that. Yeah. Um. But on network TV, you're only allowed to own one. one channel. So if they were to buy Fox Channel and with it The Simpsons, Family Guy, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. uh, then they would uh, – if they were to do that, then they would be in violation of the law and they'd own two networks on TV. To on be fair,
0: there's one thing they've always been able to I think financially grease the wheels of and that's keeping their old cartoons from being public domain.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of a like that's kinda of shitty. Uh that's what, well, that's what I'm
0: saying. They can be kinda of yeah. shitty here. Disney's a company that makes great stuff, but corporate wise, they're
1: pretty shitty. Oh yeah, they're they're absolute pieces of trash as like human beings. Right. In so regard to the corporate in regard to the, not not the creative side. No, but the whole corporate side of it. They just kind of want to own everything. Yeah, and, that's what I'm uh, saying.
0: They'll figure out a way.
1: Yeah, and not you to get them. too political here, but the thing is is we there's already like big problems when we have like five major companies that kind of run all the all the you know most of the media Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty much going to go down to four now because if disney
0: gets Fox, that's correct
1: if disney gets well the movie rights to fox there and eventually they might just like buy fox outright um and just like you know merge it with abc which is uh, i don't know if you remember the cw
0: I do. I never watched it, but yeah, I remember it.
1: They well, they the, the CW used to be two channels. It used to be WB and uh, UPN. Right. Right. And then those channels, they they got rid of uh, UPN yeah. and they and they merged all that stuff onto CW. Yeah. So it's not impossible to imagine that happening with uh, Fox down mm-hmm. the line. Um, That'd be interesting. It's not. So yeah. It, it's it's it's. Yeah, it's cool. Like, yeah, we we can finally get X Men and certain things, and that's got to be whatever. one of the
0: biggest motivators
1: is getting their in in the lights. short term. In the short, short term, term, yes, it's it's cool for the and media and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not I a big I fan. Do you think Red Fox still Wars owns a New Hope? Um, they own. I think they own all the old movies. Oh, because they because I... they released them. They they like like I think Disney has the. Well, then there's another reason they want. There's another reason
0: they they want to get them off. Get them get them short term.
1: Yeah. No, but again, like short-term, it's good for certain things. It's good for movies and whatnot. In the long-term, it's pretty bad because, say, for example, like here's the thing. I I was talking about this with a friend the other night. A movie like Logan, Disney would never have done that. Or Deadpool. Yeah, or Deadpool. Disney would never have done anything like Logan. They would never have let Mangold make the film he wanted to make. Yeah, that's something I was giving Uh, Fox props for. Yeah, they like doing was like that at first too if you heard the story about you know fantastic four and all that yeah. where they kind of just they kind of just took all they, they didn't let Trank do what he wanted and then he went nuts because you know he he went into the film with the impression that like I'm going to get to make my film and then it's like no you can't yep. uh, we're going to reshoot all this stuff and so on and so on Um, so it's a little concerning because it's the kind of thing we're like well you know Deadpool works as an R movie it does not work as a as a PG thirteen. Yeah, it, it can't. Deadpool can't work as a PG thirteen. Yeah, to be fair, they uh, might
0: keep Deadpool going because it's already proven successful. They're but gonna
1: yeah. keep Deadpool going, but what scares me is the Disney approach to that character. Uh same thing with like 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 that's what I'm saying. Like Logan Logan was allowed to exist because of the success of Deadpool. Uh mm. l- way down the line, a lot of people are gonna be t- A lot of people are gonna look at Deadpool and be like, that's the movie that changed everything for superhero films and franchise films hmm. because before that the logic was oh we have to make it pg-13 yeah pg-13 or bust so that it's available to like the widest possible audience but yeah. dead outside made
0: a- of like c-tier movies like
1: ghost rider and punisher yeah, but, but Deadpool made so much money as an R-rated film. And I know I know for a fact parents brought their kids to see it regardless. Oh,
0: when I went and saw the first Deadpool in theaters, it was the only time I have seen when you walk inside like, the theater room itself additional people IDing you. Because they were having to tell everyone, this is not like Iron Man. You should not bring little kids to
1: this without a parent. Oh, really? We didn't get that. I don't think it was every theater, but it was my local AMC being like, we got to make sure. No, they didn't do that at mine. But uh, I know for a fact, like uh, one of my nieces, uh, like one of my nieces uh, ended up ended up seeing it with her mom, and her mom was cool with it. So, how old is your niece when she saw it? She's like 13, 12.
0: Oh, I think that's okay. I'm talking like elementary
1: yeah. schoolers. No, but it surprised me because I was like, oh, okay, well, no, but um, so but yeah, mom's pretty they cool they, then. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it surprised me because her mom's kind of like a you Uptight. know real tight. But yeah. No, so, in conclusion, like, Coco was a good film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: uh, tangents. Um, yep. But yes, I, I would absolutely. Oh, you know what? I am going to bring it up because I made notes on it and this might get you pissed. Uh, the Olaf Short was not all that bad.
1: Uh, I the, that What? Frozen. No, that that's fine with me. If you liked it, I just I just really hate Frozen. Oh, I hate the overexposure for it, but I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I, I I hate. I, I remember watching it, and I just thought to myself, "That's it. That's that's the big deal." That was my grandma when I finally showed it to her, and yeah, I don't get why it's the biggest movie ever, but I do think it's a good movie. But uh, I'll just I'll get to this real quick. I liked it, but I always I hate. I, let me tell you one thing that really bothers me about it Go for that it. I never really talk about. Okay, so you you know there, you have that one song, "Let It Go," right? Yeah. Yeah, And people praise the music for that movie. All the other songs are kind of trash. I don't like the troll one, but I like the other ones. But Let
0: goes the standout. I don't uh, know. I feel I'd like the if you want a more, one... Yeah, if you want a more even uh, musical, I'd say watch Tangled.
1: Yeah, I, I maybe, love Maybe Tangled. Moana, That's too. The thing. I didn't like the first no, I, Moana I, I love but... Moana, right? Way more than I thought I would. I love Tangled. I thought the songs in Moana were fantastic. I All wasn't of big them. on the
0: opening one with the dad, but everything after that was good.
1: No, I, I like them all. But the thing about Frozen is you have Do You Want to Build a Snowman and you have Let It Go. And those are the only two songs that I liked. And then the rest of them were just like really – I thought they were really forced and they were really corny. And Yeah. I mean if you, if you yeah. don't like those
0: songs, then that is problematic. Um, but just – so and actually that is a problem with this thing is I read that you got different songwriters for this. And, you oh, know, for the Olaf people- short? Yeah, and one of the, the biggest complaint of people are having is that it's twenty minutes long, which is because originally it was intended oh. as either like a TV special or a direct-to-video streaming thing, and apparently Pixar's production pipeline meant they didn't have a short ready this time. And Disney went, well, we can fill in. Let's put this thing here instead. People love Frozen, and pe- they just didn't bother to think how people would be annoyed if it was that long. You're sticking yeah. a special in front of movies. Oh, that dude, are short.
1: um one of my one of my friends, uh, she's a huge. See, here's the thing. Here, here's when I know I'm not like you know just being biased. Uh, a friend of mine, she's a huge Disney fan, right? She mm. loves Disney, loves everything Disney. She really liked Frozen. She loved it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, she fell asleep during the uh, Olaf short. Yeah. Oh, like, it was well, so, it was okay, so yeah, I'm boring. Not as
0: bad as, I'm not that but the overexposure has bummed me out because even though it was the greatest movie ever. The amount of how many people keep bringing up how obsessed with it would make you burned out on it and i, I, I hope the sequel is good if the sequel is mad and that's just gonna be like i could blow up in disney's face because this short already has they've pulled it um yeah they've said that was their plan all along but i'm like no i think you just they pulled it in mexico almost immediately and i'll bet part of that was you go in they went in like thinking they're gonna get some representation then here's the whitest movie ever <laughs> um yep. but just real quick so yeah they got different um songwriters for this and i remember like the first half is almost all songs and the first one or two i did not like and i was like oh no then they stopped they got more into having jokes and i i thought the original was a funny movie and this followed suit you know you got the same actors uh animation still feature quality so i was like yeah i'm still getting some good laughs at this and it actually does have a sweet moment at the end where uh they have a little reveal that in it's, 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 they pulled a Prog One, they actually make Olaf's creation make a little more sense. By that I mean it's kind of random that he had Disney original movie where like she's made him once as a kid, she makes him while singing, then doesn't realize it until he comes in and says, "Hey, I'm alive." This the end of this actually shows no, he's he was more important to their lives than you might have thought, and I thought that was a nice touch. But and then nice, the last song is better than the others too. But that said. It's still too long, and the opening songs are still bad, so I can totally understand people hating it, especially if you don't like Frozen to begin with, and there's no chance of you liking this. So it was a miscalculation on Disney's part, and it'll be interesting to see how they approach future uh, – because I actually – I liked it more than that Fever short they did in front of Cinderella. Um, that one, the song was mad, and the jokes were kind of mad compared, so uh, – but it was shorter, so people, people were more okay with that, because – Really, the main thing I am hearing people like universally say is that it's too long. So I doubt we'll be seeing Disney try anything like that lengthwise anytime soon again.
1: I mean, if if they watch Coco, they're going to be forced to watch it over here. Well, no, so. it's
0: it's it's already been removed. I think either as of today or Friday, they were taking it out of in screenings. the states.
1: I believe so. Oh wow. I mean it'll it'll pop up somewhere. It'll, oh, it'll I'm sure it'll be on the Blu ray or
0: maybe it'll get its own like comp- compilation. I know they, they used uh Frozen Fever to headline a short a general Disney shorts compilation. But actually I mean it's twenty minutes. They could sell it for like a ten buck Blu ray or something. They do that with like Dreamworks does that with nah, their they, S.
1: They'll put it they'll put it on one of those like uh or Netflix. They might put it on Netflix. They might put it on one of those like uh, little short collections. That's what that you just said. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because Frozen Fever was part of a short compilation. We'll do that with this too. It's like Disney can still. They're still at a point where you could sell Frozen short of some sort, and it can be the main draw. Um, and they'll they could, they can could either put it on the Coco Blu Ray as an optional thing, or you know. Anyway, um, now there's. I, I think it's your turn to uh, discuss something. And this was kind of an impromptu thing because this was a reveal that was just. Was it yesterday? Uh, it was this week. Okay, so we recently just got the first teaser for a very long time coming. Uh, the latest Hollywood attempt at an anime adaptation, or in this case, more, more so manga. Um, yeah. And you wanted to bring this up because you are actually a huge fan of the source material. And this is its a little odd. The original is called Battle Angel Alita, and in this version, they're calling it Alita
1: Battle Angel. So, Marcy, well, here, here's the thing. Um, it's originally a manga called Gun, Gun M. Oh. G-U-N-N-M, right? Okay. Uh, I think it's called Gun M Battle Angel Alita or whatever. Uh, over here, they brought it over. They changed a few of the things in translation. And, okay. they, and, and they called it Battle Angel Alita as a manga. It's one of the earliest manga to be released here in, I think, the 90s. Mm-hmm. and it blew up not with anime fans, but it blew up with a lot of comic book fans.
0: Yeah, because uh, it, it's it's one of those rare um, anime-manga properties where the manga is much more popular because apparently the anime-wise, they just oh got the Oh,
1: the anime is literally like a two-episode OVA. Yeah, and that's it. And uh, here's the funny thing. Um, I see a lot of people complaining, oh, just watch the anime, just watch the anime, ignore the movie. The anime it's all right but it's not that good and I say that as a fan of the of the manga. Uh, yeah, also it's only 2 episodes. You can't put the whole story in there. No, you can't. No, but they, they put in like some of the earlier stories and it, it's a little right, but not it, it's all episodic. I I do get the impression that the movie's going to cover what the anime did. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the anime is basically like a direct-to-video film that's how you take it and it's even then it's not it, it, it it's it's okay it's not great There was uh, that was
0: actually a common practice with oavs in the 80s and 90s where if they adapted a popular manga it was more just a short introduction almost like a promotion for the manga yeah. rather than a full the for,
1: yeah for for the ovas not so much for like the series but um but wait, yeah wait, they, wait, that, was there a tv series no there was no tv yeah, series it's just the, okay yeah I was just, there, was just was, the ovas that's why
0: the manga's more popular
1: there is no extended fiction, there's no there's nothing outside of of the of the OVA, right? And, well, and like the, I said, yeah, in the manga there's nothing outside of that. So, um Kishiro blew up in popularity over here in the States. It's a lot like how Cowboy Bebop blew up over here, but it didn't really do well in Japan. That's right. Yeah. Um but it again, it didn't blow up with the anime community. It blew up with comic book fans. And so it those, has this one of those one fans, of those fans Cameron well, here's the thing. James Cameron did not. He, he you know, who showed him uh, Alita, right? You no, know, who got I him don't. into it? It was Guillermo del Toro. That makes sense. In the in the late '90s or early 2000s, I think yeah. Guillermo del All Toro. You, do is, um,
0: you look at Pacific Rim, and you know, del Toro's a Japan fan.
1: Oh, del Toro's a huge anime fan. Absolutely, he's he, he loves that stuff. He's best buddies with Hideo Kojima. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's if right. You have yeah. noticed They're... from Death Stranding. <laughs> Wait, is he is he on board for Death Stranding? Oh,
0: he's one of the characters. Oh, I thought because he was going to, they, you know, they were going to produce Silent Hills together, and after that, Del Toro said he didn't want to produce any more games. But I guess he's in it still. If there's no, no, he's guys.
1: in Death Stranding. He's, he's in, uh, okay. there's a trailer with him in it, and Mads. Okay, Mads but he's not a producer. A baby, he's holding a baby, and Mads Mickelson is like hunting him down. <laughs> I thought that was Norman Reedus. Oh, Norman Reedus is the other guy holding the baby.
0: Okay, Norman Reedus is the main guy, I think.
1: But yeah, okay, there's multiple cool. there's multiple trailers now, and I love how yeah. all the articles are. Uh, when Hideo Kojima tried to explain the game, and nobody knows what he's talking about.
0: That's par for the course with Kojima. By
1: no, not... I understand. I understand everything about Metal Gear. That is my bread and butter. Oh, I, I'm, a, hey, I, I'm a novice with Metal Gear, but
0: um, so talking about Del Toro showing uh, Cameron this because this is just—I'll just say my piece. This is, what is the main thing I heard about this was. James Cameron kept meaning to do this movie for like ever, like at least a decade, and he just it just kept, like you know both back then and now he's had Avatar take take his priorities,
1: but actually Avatar. Here's a fun fact. Avatar did not take his priorities. Hmm. The reason he made Avatar was for two reasons. One, he wanted to see if the technology was good enough for Battle Angel Alita. Okay. Number two, he wanted to finance Battle Angel Alita.
0: That's ironic, because that I'm pretty sure that's Avatar is like the only
1: reason Avatar exists.
0: That is pretty ironic because I'm pretty sure looking at the trailers, Avatar is gonna be like at least twice as expensive.
1: Yeah, but, you know, now it's a franchise. People want it and everything like I that. I don't know why it's taking him so long to do the sequels, though, but we'll see. Well, you know, it's it's the kind of thing where, like, I, I understand why it's, you know, taking it so long because he's a perfectionist. It's his
0: baby. It is his, like...
1: Yeah, it's his baby. It's the so other definitely. thing is it's once once a studio agrees to make it, like, and and, and here's, here's the difference between something like Avatar and something like Alita. Alita's not a very huge franchise here in the West, even. Mm -hmm. you know like yeah it's an anime adaptation but it's an anime adaptation for a series that has a kind of a cult following yeah it's not like ghost in the shell it's not like you know yeah it's not like dvz it's it's not like uh it's not even as popular as cowboy bebop right it has a very fringe following and even then that following isn't really anime fans some of them are but you have a lot of crossover you said it's mostly comic book fans Back then, it was mostly comic book fans. I know some more people have gotten into it since, but um, but yeah, it started off as like a big, uh, a big boom in the. It started with a big boom in the comic book community. Okay. So here's here's the thing. It's much easier to sell a film based on a franchise that is established, established, and has a a very obvious fan base, than to sell a film that is about a very niche franchise that only Uh. a few people are going to be excited about and i'm one of those people and i understand why it's taken so long for cameron to just get the green light to make the film and even then he's producing
0: it it's robert rodriguez directing
1: yeah he's producing it and i think uh i know it's him and someone else but if there's a reason that avatar looks better than alita that would be the reason because you know at the end of the day you know, one movie is going to get more money than the other.
0: Well, to be fair, it was also a new franchise completely, but it had the maker of the highest grossing movie ever behind it. So
1: they were willing to give to, to have him take a chance on that. I mean, it took him 10 years to get someone to take a chance on it.
0: Yeah, well, but it worked you out. Know,
1: it, it, eventually it worked out. But um, I, it's the kind of thing where, like, without a film like Avatar, uh, a lot of people wonder maybe, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe he wouldn't have been able to make – alita uh, alita so that's yeah. the, you know that's the general idea because he he has gone on record of saying that alita then because he didn't think the technology was up to par so he made Yeah. Avatar so actually, that. let's
0: actually talk about this trailer because i generally don't know what to make of
1: it but i'm curious what you as a fan think all right so let, let me get the elephant out of the room i don't mind the eyes i, I they're I, creepy I but i feel like that's intentional to show that yeah. she's not human exactly it's that's a good effect, the whole too. idea no, and it's it's the same as Avatar. I I I think the Avatar CG is way more weird looking to me. Okay, than, I'm not picky yeah. about CG, so Avatar looks fine to me. But I I know oh, I, I'm not I'm not too picky about it either. But it's more like with Avatar, you have the you have them doing the CG, but they're moving and whatnot. Well, mocap for creatures that don't exist yeah. have different proportions, so there you it's go. mocap. Yeah, Olita looks way more realistic because the only part of her that's CG is like it's her arms. And, and I think they did a very good job. They did a very good job making those arms look yeah. like the movement look real and oh, her eyes. Oh, my
0: favorite shot in the trailer, just because of its timing, there's a part where, like, you see some big, you know, Terminator-looking type dude, robot dude with, like, a flesh face. He grabs Alita and yeah. she – there's a pause and then she, like, inhumanly fast counters and, like, slams him into a table. And just That's... the timing on that is imm- immaculate, I feel like. that act, That shot made me think, this could be pretty good.
1: I think it's going to be great. I here's the thing: Robert Rodriguez has never made a bad film for adults.
0: Okay, I was about to say he's made bad yeah. films. No, no, no. But... You have
1: to put an asterisk there. But but no. Yeah. But the first Spy Kids was cool. I, I can't knock the first Spy Kids. Uh, but you can you knock know. a lot of the other. Yeah, yeah, but no. But he made that. He made those for kids, and I know, you know, he I know. just he just. I actually have only fun.
0: seen. I think I've only seen two of his movies, but I thought they were both fantastic. Uh, From Dust to Dawn and the First Sin City.
1: Um, people, the first city is phenomenal. People were uh, mixed
0: on the second one, but I'm still curious about it. Actually. I don't.
1: Did he do the second one?
0: Oh, maybe he didn't direct that. You're right. I don't think he
1: directed you're the right, second you're one. You're right. Yeah. I could look into it, um, but I don't think he directed the second one. I think yeah. that might it's just, have been. It's, it's
0: an easy mistake to make in my case because I associate that with him and Frank Miller.
1: Oh, it was him. It, see, it Frank was him? Miller direct Frank Miller directed it too. Oh, so partially to blame, but not entirely. Yeah, so it was co Miller
0: directed The Spirit, and that did not work out at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that movie in theaters, and oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's like the room of superhero movies. Doesn't
0: it have Sam Jackson and ScarJo dressing up as Nazis?
1: Yes. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and he goes on a whole... Like, he kind of saved that movie, because it. Oh, that. Jackson always commits oh he committed all right and that's just that's just the way he is <laughs> he committed all right but um honestly the cast for this movie looks really good
0: yeah though i do want to bring up uh, compared to ghost in the show would you say this qualifies as whitewashing because i'm not sure how aging the original cast is meant to be in the manga well
1: here's the here's here's the the only character who they've made kind of like they kind of whitewashed a bit is uh ito is ito is, is that ha- Christoph Waltz? He, yeah, he's uh he's half Japanese in the manga. Okay. I mean, they could still make the argument he's half Japanese they here shouldn't. because they should No, but he 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 looks western. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying uh, they shouldn't
0: try to sell us on him being part of Asian. I'm like, you know, that's Christoph Waltz. He is full-blown European.
1: Yeah. No, but but that's the thing is Ito looks in the manga. Like Ito doesn't look Japanese. Um okay. Does and, the manga and, and have basically a, the idea? A, is the idea is Edo comes from the city above, which is uh, Tefaris, right? So it's it's a made up world. Um, yeah, it's a fictional world, but it's set like in our distant future. That helps. Uh, that still helps. Bat, so if you, yeah. if it's, if you're saying it's not set in Asia, then I think that does help. Um, no, it's not set in Asia. Actually, Battle Angel Alita is setting what would be Minnesota.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, but it's I,
1: way it, it's way in the future. Yeah, so. so
0: you could still have some. It's kind of a. Nebulous. Uh... Yeah,
1: it, it's it's a it's basically like this sort of cyberpunk scrapyard world. And here's okay, the thing: there's okay. two worlds there. There's the city above, which is Tefaris, right, which is where Edo came from, right. Mm-hmm. So the idea is like you have these people with the the features, you know, they they have the you know the 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 white hair, white skin. They have the the thing on their head, this like symbol on their head, and they come from the city above. And that city is prosperous and they have food, they have all this stuff. It's
0: a class separation thing.
1: It's a class separation thing yeah. more so than anything else. And then the the what what falls down their trash is the city below, which it's is the, the st- scrapyard.
0: I can't believe I'm making this comparison, but that's literally the same setup as that Astro Boy movie. Oh really? Yeah, the one that nobody saw. Uh Astro Boy leaves I- the city in the sky and goes to the junk city below. Ah, oh, I got you. I got it. It was an you. okay movie, no, um, but it
1: was very not true to, to the. It was source weird. Story. Anyway, it was weird. Um, but yeah, it, it, that that's so. It's it's less of like, funny enough in in Ali, race isn't really a thing at all. Have they like been so mixed that it's yeah? Every okay, here's the thing: so are they the Goobacks so, from South Park? No, it's it's you have like you got people of all kinds of you know. Yeah, because the movie has that.
0: a black actor in it. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but... no, and, and and he's black Alita's, And he's, and Alita's and a he's Hispanic black in actress. the manga.
1: Okay, well, Alita a Hispanic actress. Uh, it's yeah. There's, I I think way down the line you find out she's like half Japanese, half German. Okay, but this is like way down the line, and it's been like, oh, her body's like thousands yeah, yeah, yeah. of years old. Like her original body.
0: So, okay, so we've touched on um, the racial aspect. I'm sure there will be some controversy. One oh,
1: thing is there, there isn't really a racial aspect I think people are still going to make about, some because, because it's from a Japanese class. product. It's more there, it, won't, it won't be as bad as Ghost of the Shell. Well, here's the funny thing is um, um, Kishiro, the, the author, he's a huge movie fan. So all, he, all he's ever wanted is for Alida to be a film.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of manga and anime people who love uh, Western movies.
1: Yeah. He's one of them. He actually uh he's got he went on record in the past he said if anyone could direct my film I'd love it for, to be Paul Verhoeven who did RoboCop. Huh. Yeah. Um obviously this was like in 1997. Yeah. I wonder uh, if you he still felt said... that way after Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is great. What are you talking about? I'm not a fan of it but anyway. Ah, uh, you're one of those. <laughs> I'm I... a fan of it as as a as a, as a parody. Yeah, maybe I should watch it again with that in mind. But anyway, <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's meant to be like kind of tongue yeah. in cheek.
0: I think it, I think one part of it is that I also read the book. I didn't like the book either, but the book was dead serious, so it was a little
1: weird. Yeah, but the, it's way different. Yeah, it's a. Anyway. Whole, it's not even it's not even remotely similar. No, I prefer the movie to the book. I do too. Um,
0: I just didn't like. The, yeah, but okay, but like um,
1: like the book the book is uh, the, the book boring. is very like pro. Well, yeah, it's boring, but it's also very pro military. Yeah, it's so focusing on Verhoeven. Verhoeven made the movie kind anti. of anti military because it was so gung ho military that it's it's right. right 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 it's kind of a criticism of it so i i the shittiness I
0: really love of war and propaganda and that kind of stuff yeah, yeah
1: and it's showing kind of how silly it is yeah i think it was just the story for me just didn't do it but uh but
0: we should talk about uh, alita you were talking about verhoeven and the creator so this you're talking about the creator of the manga correct
1: yeah yukito kishiro that's his name um ali does kind of the main thing he's done he does have another manga called aqua night that he started i think in 99 but he never got around to continuing it hmm. um, and he kind of it, it's technically ongoing he's on he, it's been on hiatus Quick for question. like forever do you know if Alita
0: was one of the inspirations for the Matrix because the Wachowski's love a lot of manga
1: I don't know I, I did hear that they were involved in possibly working on the film I could see that uh, they did Speed Racer um, yeah um, I, so I heard that they were possibly involved in making the film in the 2000s Back oh or, back you in the know, day. they, yeah, they were sure. one of the names yeah yeah they, were, yeah they were one of the names but um go on but, but aside from that I don't think uh, they've ever mentioned uh, yeah. so I, I don't I, think I, they've I, ever mentioned it I want to
0: get your opinion on two things regarding this trailer one what how, do you are you optimistic about this movie as a standalone movie and are you optimistic about it as an adaptation speaking as a fan yes of the I, I'm.
1: Okay, so based on the trailer, it's going to be a very faithful adaptation. Okay, good. Um, extremely faithful. A lot, I, I'm, I'm just looking at the cast. Basically, all the characters, all these characters are characters from the, uh, from the graphic novel. Uh, just stuff I saw in the th- – things I saw in the trailer are like, okay, that, that's real. That happened. That happened. That really uh, happened in real life. Well, in in real life, but <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah, maybe someday we'll have that uh... after we're dead. Yep. Um, but it, it made me so happy because I've been a fan of this since high school. Nice. It's my favorite graphic novel out of all of them. And Look, everyone like everyone loves JoJo's now, right? Lot, I love JoJo's. I I, yeah, I, I actually got a lot of people into JoJo's before it blew it. up. It's you can read it too if you want to. Just I, okay. I still need to. It
0: see it let's leave it at
1: that <laughs> well you can read it i've read the whole thing so it's I, funny i said see now now it's can, like i can, that goes under read and watch i guess i i, I still need to experience shows. So let's leave it at that i got you i got you um but anyhow it's um it, ali does one of those things that i i feel like is my thing that i love and not really many people around me care about yeah and it's the thing i'm excited about i love battle angel alita i love the first series i love the second one last order i haven't read any of the new one which i think is called mars chronicle uh the only thing i'm a little opt- i'm a little cautiously optimistic about is i'm worried about the um i'm worried the tone's gonna be a bit preachy does uh, the... based on some of the lines in the trailer
0: okay does the manga have stuff that could be interpreted in a preachy manner
1: no it's more philosophical Oh, like that—that that, that was
0: the problem people had with *Ghost in the Shell*. It it watered down a lot of the philosophical stuff, so that's a risk
1: here too. No, well the first the first series isn't as philosophical. The second oh, okay. series, which is called *Last Order*, which is not going to get tackled here, is uh, okay. is known for having a lot of like philosophical discussions and whatnot. Okay, so
0: they're starting um, with the more accessible one, I guess. Both it it's seems the like story. they're
1: starting with the same story that the anime OVA covered, which is fine. And
0: was that the first story of the manga as well? Yeah. It's okay. the first it's okay. the first couple works, of uh works out then.
1: Yeah, it's the first couple of volumes. I I, I do like the way everyone generally looks. I don't mind Christoph Waltz's Edo, and part of the reason for that is he's one of my favorite actors.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not gonna be offended uh you know because I i not I'm unfamiliar with the source material, but he's just he's a wonderful actor. Uh especially well, in here's Pino the scenes. other thing.
1: Here's the other thing. Like yeah it's Daisuke Ito in the uh in the comic, but here's the thing that he looks just like him. except that he's white? no, he looks just like him so so okay, so you would say it's good casting the way the way Ito looks in the manga is identical to the way that hmm. Christoph Waltz looks as the character. um That's he good to hear. looks exactly he looks more or less exactly the same. What would you say about Alita herself? Uh, she looks pretty on point. The only thing is, in the manga, well, in the manga, there's a running gag that her lips are huge, so they always call her octopus lips. Uh, Okay. (laughs) That's really my main complaint. She doesn't really have these, you know, puffy lips that she's known for having. I don't mind the eyes, and I understand why they're there, and,
0: um... Yeah, it sounds like there's a point to them, and it's a good effect, so...
1: Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, the other cyborgs, people were like, "Oh, all the other cyborgs look like tough dudes and whatnot." Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the point. It's the yeah. same thing in the um, it's the same thing in the manga. In the manga, uh, a lot of the cyborgs look like big, burly, you know, tough, like kind of American <laughs> cyborg Robocop type Terminator style. Yeah, RoboCop Terminator type stuff. And Whereas she's not, inti- Alita, she's
0: not made to look as intimidating.
1: No, she looks like an anime character. Way more than other characters do, even in, in live action. Yeah, even in live action. I've heard people joke that the closest thing we have to a real life anime character is Anne Hathaway because her eyes are so big. That's you're, you know you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Not on the same um, level as but,
0: this, but yeah.
1: No, no, but you know what? I, I look at the eyes, and it's like I, I you know, I, I finally understand why he waited for the CG. I yeah. genuinely think that it, it, she's supposed to look weird that's the intention but if the eyes looked fake it all falls apart but they don't yeah and that's i think a fundamental
0: that... of cg effects and animation in general if the eyes look dead nothing else matters with that character design
1: but they don't they look they, exactly they yeah. look unreal they look unnatural but they don't look fake and they do look expressive they look I, alive and... They look alive, and that's yes. what I love about it. Uh, and I and I and I, I could finally I finally get it now. I'm like, oh, why did the film have to be? Come on, what, come on, Cameron. Why do you have to wait for the CG to be perfect? This is why I get it now. Yeah, yeah okay. this is why yeah. you have to make your character look real. And funny thing enough is, I I think back to Avatar, and and yeah, the CG bugged me. It didn't look real to me. You mm-hmm. know, like it looked really good for the time. You know, but it's been almost ten years. Yeah, and okay. I think. Yeah, I think by the time this comes out, it will be in like nine years, nine years between this and Avatar. Uh,
0: I think Avatar came out in 2009, so yeah.
1: Yeah, just about. And uh, But but that's the thing. is, I, I'm very optimistic about the film. I think it looks great. I'm a, actually a huge fan of the graphic novel and the entire franchise. And here's the thing. A lot of the people talking about it, I know for a fact a lot of the people talking about it just aren't fans. Like they, they just you know they see oh it's an anime adaptation and yeah, we're gonna complain about it.
0: That's my case. It's just like, it's this, it's just anime and video game adaptations. It's just I just don't get what Hollywood's deal is with screwing up like even golden
1: opportunities. But well, th- th- that's the thing, is like this isn't one of those things. Cameron's is, wanted yeah, to make Cameron the film. and Rodriguez, when they're on their game, they are top notch. So Yeah, and and, and no, and, and, and it says a lot that Cameron didn't want to direct it. He wanted to pass it off to Rodriguez because he probably feels like he can't make the film as good as it can be. Hmm. So that says a lot to me because that's his dream. You know, this movie is his project.
0: Actually, yeah, because I think they're filming Avatar 2 now, but so he could have filmed it earlier. You just made me realize that.
1: No, but think about that. Like, he he would have to split his time between Avatar 2 and this film, and he probably feels like he can't dedicate the time to this film. in his eyes, and he didn't want that to happen with two things that he he cared a lot about. Exactly. So, you know, he probably got Rodriguez. And if Smart. knowing Cameron, if you've ever seen an Entourage, knowing Cameron, he probably gave him all the graphic novels and I told mean, him out passionate I, it. Was wouldn't surprise me it. if he
0: was a fan of it himself.
1: No, it wouldn't surprise me either. So I'm I'm very excited. I think the cast looks phenomenal. Uh, There's some good actors in it. Oh, Jennifer Connelly's in yeah. it. Marshall Ali, who was great in, in Moonlight. I uh, see Moonlight. I'm ashamed to say that. Yeah, he's well, it's a very good film and it's set I, I in know. Miami. So <laughs> any move anything that represents like Miami in any way I have to I have yes. to promote. Uh so if you could check it out, go for it. I I will at some point. I just oh. love the way they kind of filmed the city because Yeah. Everything is literally – everything in Miami is like everyone thinks, oh, it's just the beach and, and all the rich neighborhoods. I, and,
0: I do know – I do worry that like even if it does end up being well-received that maybe financially it won't do great because I feel like a lot of less educated moviegoers will think it reminds them too much of Ghost in the Shell. Though from this trailer, it feels like a more personal story.
1: Yeah, I think that's where they're going with it. And and the thing is I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm excited about that. I'll be honest with you. I think the movie's going to do well enough – I think having James Cameron's name attached is gonna help it. I think yeah. having Robert Rodriguez's name attached is gonna help it. That will help, yeah. I do think at some point, uh I think I think when the critics come out I think when the critics come out it'll it'll that'll be what saves it because I don't think this film could possibly be a bad one.
0: I'm hope I'm hopeful it's not. I feel like it has a chance of being an okay one but that's still better than most anime movies
1: i feel and if they if they follow if they follow the general plot and they stick to the story which it seems like compared to any other anime adaptation that i've yeah. ever seen it seems like this one for over all of them is going to follow the manga right straight i mean letter. i i talk
0: about how you know my vendetta against game anime movies but like statistically if studios keep trying then eventually one of them has to get it right
1: yeah that's true. Same well, thing. the studio—that's—that's that's the thing. The studio is not the one trying. Well, uh, the studio's this been isn't the one. Something...
0: The studios, you talked about—you talked about Fantastic Four. The studio's sometimes been the one to fuck things up with. those Yeah, that but that's
1: that's the that's the beauty of having a, a, a an IP that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah,
0: uh, being m- made by two very powerful names who are fond
1: yeah. of you know Yeah, you, exactly. Good point that's there. what I'm saying. It, you know, it's it's like it's like how um... there's more potential for this one. No, than it's most. like Deadpool. It's it's like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Reynolds
0: and the director loved the property, and Reynolds was the one who really got a started because yeah, he's like
1: he, he he was bugging them for years like we got to do this character right. Yeah, and they and you know what? They finally had enough of him complaining, and they just let him do his film, and they yeah. let him do whatever they wanted. And hey, it worked out. Yeah, it was a smaller budget you know, than other character, superhero
0: movies, but look look with the money that they got in return.
1: Yeah, on a character that they've been saying is like, oh, we can't do this. We nobody can't wants movie to see that. This. Yeah, and then look how much money it made, yeah. dude. Studios can be really stupid sometimes. But um, That's what I think that's what I think's gonna happen with this film. that would I, be nice. But, but you know what? I think they expected the backlash. I think they are thinking that the uh I, I think they're thinking that the uh the backlash they're getting for like the eyes is probably what they wanted. Or yeah, what they expected. Like I feel like they planned for it. It is it's, intentional. It's I not know Robert
0: Zemeckis Polar Express eyes criticism it's part of the character and story and point and it still looks alive like we were saying it
1: looks alive it's just making people uncomfortable and they don't like (laughs) how the eyes look
0: it did weird me out but i'm sure once i see the movie i'll
1: get used to it um but anyway so
0: i obviously so you were we're both hopeful for the movie and you would definitely recommend people check out the manga
1: oh absolutely um
0: anything else you want to say about battle angel alita
1: in general uh just check out the manga check out the first 9 volumes uh, all the all the volumes of the first series uh you could probably find it real cheap i know there's omnibuses out there i'm assuming that when the film is out they'll start putting out um oh reprints they'll start yeah they'll start putting out reprints the the you know the, they'll put out the marketing thing yeah, or maybe happens. they or maybe they won't it's it's alita it's not ghost in the shell you know um but but you can find the stuff online and you can read it and it's it's definitely worth it I'm a so. big, I'm a big anime fan. I'm a big comic book fan, um, and this is the best manga I've ever read in my life, and it still is. Ever since I read it in high school, it's my number one. I love Alita; she's one of my favorite characters of all time, and I'm just glad that the movie's being made. All right,
0: fingers crossed. So, I think that would be a good time for me to stop the recording and save what we have and. And I think we have enough here to put as, out as half an episode already. Uh, that's what happens when you don't have time limits. Um, yeah. But we, will, we are about to get on to our main topic, which is a behemoth in and of itself. Uh, one moment, everybody.